Is your podcast a reference or a habit for your audience? Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 290. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. And for you, that podcast that you have or that you're thinking of launching, is it a reference or is it a habit? This isn't for you, but for your audience. Is it a reference or a habit to them? These two approaches to your podcast could make a huge difference in engaging with your community as well as growing your audience. And you may be finding yourself not able to grow your audience because you're taking the wrong approach to your content and your presentation. And it could be connected to this very thing, your podcast being a reference or a habit to your audience. This topic was inspired by a conversation I recently had with fellow Greater Cincinnati podcaster Clay Lamb from HomeContractorsHQ.com. Now, that's the name of his podcast currently, and we were talking about podcast rebranding, and he suggested some potential rebrands, and I noticed something among a couple of these suggestions. Some of them seem to be a sort of habit kind of thing. Some of them seem to be more of a one-off reference sort of thing. And that inspired this topic. And in our conversation about could changing the name help grow a podcast better? Well, yes, it can, but it can also hurt the growth of that podcast depending on the approach you take to the name as well as, of course, to the content and the presentation. So before I get into defining these terms, why does it even matter? Reference and habit matter because they're key in understanding why your podcast promotion may not be working. I think they're key in understanding why your podcast audience may not be growing and why you could be struggling to keep your podcast going. It could be all part of whether your podcast is designed to be a reference or a habit. So what do I mean by these terms? If you want to follow along in the show notes for this episode, number 290, please go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash habit. A reference is something you use when you have a specific need. Think of these examples. You go on YouTube when you want to search for how to do something specifically, and you use YouTube as a search engine or maybe even Google itself. For example, recently, I needed to do some welding of copper pipes. First time I've ever done any kind of welding like that. I wanted to find out why what I was doing wasn't working. And I realized why. I found a video that showed how to properly weld plumbing. I watched that video and it was a reference to me. I didn't subscribe to the channel because I didn't want anything else. I got my solution. I got the answer I needed. Another form of a reference is, think of, well, the dictionary. You look to the dictionary for the definition of a word so you can better understand and use that word. But you probably don't sit down and read the dictionary page by page. A similar thing with any kind of encyclopedic resource, whether that be an encyclopedia, if they even still make those anymore, or if it's something like Wikipedia, you go there 
as a reference to understand a subject, find cross-references and connections to other subjects and do research, but you are going there primarily with a specific need, treating it as a reference, you probably don't go through an encyclopedia or Wikipedia or anything like that page by page. Even answers to questions are a kind of reference. Many times people will get on the internet typing in a question. They need the answer to that question. They may find the answer and that resource has become a reference, not a habit. Because people may find that answer, they use it, they employ it, and that's all that they do with that information they've received. They don't then further connect with the provider of that information. I've done this many times myself. I do it quite frequently. I run into an error message with a program or while doing some coding or something else. I'm curious about something. I want to learn a specific thing. So I enter it into Google or some other search engine. I find a reference that gives me what I needed. And I might not then ever come back to that site or to that content unless I need to reference that thing again. So generally, reference material is not something that you consume on a regular basis. Reading through these reference manuals. uh, Manuals, that's another thing. You probably don't read through a manual page by page. I've done that for only two programs in my life. Photoshop and Microsoft Publisher. I did actually read those manuals many, many years ago when I was just starting to get into design and having a program like Photoshop was so amazing to me. I wanted to read the manual and understand all of the tools that were in Photoshop. Now for your podcast, you might have a reference podcast if each episode is serving only one or more isolated needs. How to do this, how to do that. The answer to this, the answer to that, the definition of this, the training on this particular thing. These are isolated needs. There are cases where all of those combined needs may form a habit. For example, understanding how to maintain your car, that's the habit, requires knowledge on how to check oil, tire pressure, change a flat tire, read indicator lights, add windshield washer fluid, and more. Those are specific references some people may need, some people may not need, but they are part of this larger habit of maintaining a car. And there are many things that could go beyond that. Tips for optimal performance and ensuring that your maintenance goes a much farther distance, literally and metaphorically, so that you don't have to do as much to maintain your car. Even if your combination of reference episodes do form a habit, when the need is met, the consumer might not stay because even that larger collection of reference episodes may still be only a reference. And after someone has received the answer they needed from that reference, they no longer need the reference. So on the other side, what is a habit podcast? A habit is something that becomes part of your life. Some habits are by choice, some are by necessity, and some are unintentional. There are good habits and there are bad habits. But either side of the habit morality, habits often connect to passions and lifestyle. For example, movies, novels, comedy, other stuff like that feed an ongoing desire for entertainment. Self-help and spiritual materials feed an ongoing desire for improvement Topic or industry-specific content feeds an ongoing interest or passion for that topic or industry. 
Education feeds an ongoing need for knowledge and understanding. Now note a word that I used in each of these. Ongoing. A habit is ongoing. It's not a one-off thing. You might have a habit podcast if all your episodes are serving a bigger need and people want to consume your episodes regularly because the podcast feeds an ongoing need or desire. A habit contains many needs in itself. You may not be able to distinguish or even see all of your needs. Consider this very podcast episode as an example. You may have never thought about whether your podcast is a habit or a reference. I've inspired that. You didn't know this was something you needed. But then as you're listening to it, maybe you discover, oh, it is something I need. And that's what the Audacity to Podcast is about. Often it is covering those things you know you need and those questions you know you have and you've seen asked or you've asked before. And then there are the other answers to things that you didn't realize you needed, things you hadn't considered. Because we are not omniscient. We don't know everything. So that also means we don't know what we don't know. I cannot know something I do not know. So the Audacity to Podcast is feeding your ongoing interest in improving your podcast. It's not only being a reference that you come, you listen to one episode, you leave. Now you may, but it's certainly an episode like this. No one is going to search the internet for, is my podcast a reference or is it a habit? No, people don't search for that. So this episode, not necessarily designed to be a reference. It's designed as a reference to feed your habit. So how do these concepts of reference and habit affect your podcast. Think of it this way. Reference generally means one time and habit generally means ongoing. I believe for your podcast, that is a series that you want people to subscribe to so they continue to receive episode after episode. I think you should seek to make it a habit podcast, fulfilling the ongoing needs and desires of your audience. Reference and habit may not be immediately evident from any particular podcast. So you can't think, I want to do a podcast about this, and oh, that means it's going to be only a reference podcast. Or a podcast about this, oh, that means it's only a habit podcast. It's not that evident. Think of something like Mignon Fogarty's Grammar Girl Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing podcast, one of my favorite podcasts and one of the first podcasts that I started listening to. And I've listened to every episode since the beginning. Even when I subscribed, I went back and listened to all of the episodes that Mignon Fogarty had released up until that point, and then I've been a faithful listener since then. That podcast does provide reference material. It's grammar principles, writing ideas, understanding the difference between the word affect and effect, or further and farther, things like that. They are reference types of things, but the podcast makes a habit out of reference. Each episode shares valuable information you might be searching for, and the overall podcast feeds a bigger desire and even a need to get better at communicating in English. That's why I listen to episode after episode. I want to be challenged on those things I didn't think about before. I want to learn things that I'd forgotten. I want to know how to better use words so that I can talk gooder. That's why I listen to Grammar Girl, and I've learned many things from that. I have changed things 
And I sometimes struggle myself. And if you watch me record the Audacity to Podcast live on Mondays, you'll see me often struggle over certain things that you can tell what particular thing I've learned recently that I'm trying to overcome or change in my own talking or writing. It is an ongoing thing. Grammar Girl is a habit podcast, even though it provides reference material. It's meeting a much bigger ongoing need or desire. For your podcast, there are a few ways that you could look at this as how reference and habit affect it. First, think of timely versus timeless content. I think reference and habit are separate from the concepts of timeliness and timelessness. Timeliness being content that's very timely, that's relevant most of all to a particular time in history, like current events podcasts or TV show fan podcasts are more timely things because most people will be interested in consuming that content around the same time. Timeless content is that content that years from now is still relevant and what may be years old, people still benefit from on a large scale. Grammar Girl is a great example of that. Many people use this term long tail to talk about the lifetime value of that content. And Grammar Girl's podcast has incredible long tail because people still want to know what's the difference between effect and effect. They still want to learn these things. I even still go back and search the Grammar Girl archive for questions I have about things that I've forgotten about or that I'm running into with something I'm writing or something I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to communicate this. It is timeless content. Don't think that timely and timeless can only be assigned to one or the other of reference or habit. Habit content can be timeless and it can also be timely. Reference content can be timeless and it can also be timely. So I don't think you should see only timeless content as valuable and timely content as a waste. Instead, You can choose the timeliness or timelessness of your content based on how well it feeds the habit for your audience. How well does it meet their needs and their desires for the lifestyle, whether that be a small kind of lifestyle or their overall, yes, true lifestyle decisions that they make. Another way that reference and habit affect your podcast is with audience growth. If your podcast is purely reference content, then you could struggle to grow your audience because people don't think your podcast meets an ongoing need or desire. You may have an episode that is a great reference. It's a great answer to a question people are searching for. But then does that episode convince them that they need to stay subscribed, come back for another episode because they'll learn something else? Great. They'll learn more of the bigger story, the bigger picture, the bigger idea and understanding the concept that you're trying to communicate. Also, if you have habit content, then making more reference content could be a great way of bringing people to your podcast because they are looking for a reference that contains that information and your podcast could become that reference. When you design your podcast to provide habit content, then I think it's easier to grow an audience because they'll want to keep returning for more. They want that habit or they want your content to feed their habit, their lifestyle, their needs, these things that are ongoing for them. So when your podcast meets only a single need, they're probably not compelled to subscribe. If your podcast meets an ongoing need or a series of needs, they'll be more compelled to subscribe 
and come back for episode after episode. Reference and habit also affect your presentation perspective. Even if you provide reference content, how you approach and communicate the content could also make it habit content. Movie discussion podcasts are good examples of this. Each episode could be a self-contained discussion and reference about one particular movie. People may be wondering, oh, what are some reviews about this particular movie? I'll look it up. Okay, I find all of these episodes I can listen to. These are self-contained discussions about this particular movie. Each episode is a reference for that movie. But... If the hosts integrate their unique perspectives or an overall perspective of the podcast, like why are they choosing these movies or what is their overall perspective of these movies? What's their agenda with the movies they review? What is the overall theme of their discussion? Like, is it the music of the movie? Is it the philosophy behind the movie? Is it they're following all of the movies from a specific actor? That kind of thing. Their unique perspectives. If the hosts integrate those perspectives into the podcast, subscribers will become more interested in what the host thinks of any movie more so than they're simply wanting a reference about a particular movie. Interview-based podcasts can be both reference and habit too. People will listen to your interviews not Always because of the guest? Yes, the guest can attract an audience who just simply want to know what that guest has to say. But what I think people are truly attracted to are the conversations you create. You are a curator of value for your audience. So your audience is more interested in the conversation you are going to pull from this guest and the value you are going to pull from this guest and bring to your audience than necessarily the guest themselves. Even for John Lee Dumas's template approach to EO Fire, and, and a, it's an approach that I think is often and maybe even overly imitated, and many people are missing secret ingredients to that approach, or they are trying to apply John's ingredients to their own lives and not discovering any success with it. People listen to that template approach because of the expected value John designed that template to provide. His template is not merely, let's get to know the entrepreneurs. His template is, these are entrepreneurs who are on fire. Let's find out why. Let's find out what inspired that fire. Let's, let's ignite ourselves and get on fire too by being inspired from the stories and struggles and victories of other entrepreneurs. See, he's designed his template, even though it is a template asking the same questions of every guest, he's designed that to provide specific value. And that's one of the big secret ingredients that many of the imitators miss is they make templates that don't have an intended goal, that aren't providing specific value. They're often templates that are, let's get to know so-and-so and let's ask them these basic questions. There's not an agenda in mind and agendas are not evil. My agenda with the Audacity to Podcast is to teach you about podcasting and help you to launch or improve your podcast. That's my agenda. So agendas aren't evil. Consider this example that might apply to different industries, different ideas that you might be considering for your podcast. Let's say you have hundreds of recipes you want to share. You have no influence or authority yet. So 
people probably won't care about receiving recipe after recipe from you. It's not like you're Rachel Ray who can just release a new cookbook and everyone buys it because it's Rachel Ray's recipes or any other particular famous chef or author or anything like that. You don't have that influence and authority yet. So why would people want your recipes? But if all those recipes support the same diet, then each recipe becomes a reference to feed a habit, and that habit is the diet. So you may have episode after episode providing different recipes, and people subscribe to that because they want more recipes that support their habit of a particular diet, of a particular ideology, of whatever it is. You're feeding that habit. Yes, you're also a reference, but more so you're creating a habit. It's in how you present the material and the perspective that you bring to it. For example, think about this. Do you care what I had for breakfast this morning? Probably not. I asked this question recently at a conference where I was speaking, and I asked them to raise their hands how many people cared about what I had for breakfast. And there were a couple friends of mine in the room, and nobody raised their hands. Not even my friends. No one cared about what I had for breakfast. And you probably don't care what I had for breakfast this morning. But now let me tell you a story. Several months ago, I stepped on the scale and I saw that my weight was too high. Not obese level, but for a guy of my height, 177 pounds was too high. My pants weren't fitting well. Other things just didn't look right on me. I didn't like the way some clothing sat on my body. I didn't feel like I had as much energy and stamina and strength. And seeing that number, 177 pounds, the most I've ever weighed in my life, I, for me, that number on my body disgusted me. I'm not saying that if you are 177 pounds that it's disgusting or anything like that, because I know there are all kinds of different body types, different health issues, all things like that. For me, though, that number was way too big, and I could feel it. And I decided, I've had enough. This, I don't feel right. I don't feel healthy. So I looked at different dieting options. I didn't want to do something extremely drastic or uh, something crazy, but I looked at different things, considered exercise, and did get involved in some exercise. But I found that the exercise is helping build muscle back, which is kind of counterbalancing weight loss. But the thing that's helping me the most is my diet decision. And I'm not suffering majorly here. It's not like I can no longer have any sugar in anything whatsoever. But I have made a decision to try to go low carb. And one of the areas that that has made the biggest change in my daily routine is in what I have for breakfast. And there are many days when it seems like I've been eating the same as I've been eating before, but I'm still losing weight and I'm keeping the weight off. I'm not in the 170s anymore. I've been down as low as 161 and for the most part staying in that range and continuing to go down. I know it's not huge numbers. To me, it's big because I didn't like where I was and I wanted to change it. And it was a few pounds or it's one pound at a time going down. And I believe that one of the big things that's making my diet easy to follow and helping my body to burn up the calories and the extra fat and weight and all of this stuff that I didn't want, it's in my breakfast. What I'm choosing to have for breakfast each day, I do really believe that's affecting a lot of these other things. Now, do you care what I had for breakfast this morning? 
So you see, I'm offering to you the exact same content, what I had for breakfast. The difference is the perspective, the approach I take to sharing that content with you. I made you care more about what I had for breakfast by telling the story, by setting up the premise, the problem, by creating a need for that information. So when you bring content, even if it's reference content to your podcast, you can approach that content and tie it into a larger habit, tie it into reaching larger goals, tie it into a larger purpose for your podcast. And then you make that reference content feed an ongoing need in your audience or an ongoing desire in your audience, inspiring them to engage and stay connected for future episodes. So where do I think you should focus? I think you need to focus on making habit content. I think your best results will come from making your podcast feed a a lifestyle, whether that be in a small way or a big way. And I'm not saying lifestyle as in like lifestyles of the rich and famous, or I'm an entrepreneur, or I'm a homeowner, or I'm whatever. I don't mean bigger overall lifestyles like that, but lifestyle as in it becomes a part of someone's life. That is, it's an ongoing need or a desire, either in the content itself or in your approach to the content, even if you offer reference content. Maybe you review movies. Well, why do you choose the movies you choose? What is the approach you're bringing to all of this? Maybe you share the news. Well, who do you really think needs the specific news you're sharing? Maybe you need to filter certain news items that you are sharing because it doesn't meet the needs or desires those ongoing needs and desires of your audience. Maybe it does. This approach is what makes your audience put your podcast in their regular routine instead of putting it on the shelf to reference only when necessary. Like sometimes you hear many people say that about the Bible. And and total personal aside here to my fellow Christians, everything I'm saying here about habit and reference Apply this to your perspectives on the Bible and accountability and encouragement from fellow believers. I think that these shouldn't be merely references in our lives that we reference only during those times of crisis and catastrophe, but they need to be habits, regular parts of our lives and lifestyles to change us for the better, to make us more like Christ, which is our goal as Christians, and to serve and love others. And that can only be accomplished by making a habit out of our faith and God's word instead of making it merely a reference that we pull only the verse of the day or we search the Bible index for a particular problem we're having at that time. That's not to say it can't be a reference, but it's not only a reference. And your podcast now, bringing this back to podcasting, what kind of podcast are you creating? What kind of relationships, if any, are you inspiring by how you present the content, your message in your podcast? Are you making your podcast to be a reference or are you making it to be a habit, something that people want to integrate into their lives? I'd love to hear from you. So please comment on the show notes for this episode, number 290 at com slash habit. That's also where you can go to share this episode out if it inspired you or helped you improve your podcast in some way and you think it might help others too. That's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash habit. Thanks to Jason, also known as Skeptic Smash, 
from the Skeptic Smash Talk podcast who wrote a kind review for the Audacity to Podcast in iTunes from the United Kingdom. Jason said, brilliant and informative. Really enjoy the tips and strategies, particularly when it comes to listener engagement and how to respect listeners. I wish more podcasters would pay attention to this. Thank you very much, Jason, from SkepticSmashTalk.com. And in my thanks... For the kind review in iTunes, I'd love to, for you to hear a short sample of Jason's podcast, Skeptic Smash Talk. Hello and welcome to Skeptic Smash Talk. Today's show is a special episode as I'm joined by the author of Only an Atheist Can Help God Save the World, Matthew James. And the reason I say it's special is that we don't just talk about his book, which I can honestly say is brilliant. If you like the comedy styles of the likes of Terry Pratchett or Douglas Adams, I think you'll enjoy this book. But we also delve into local and international politics. And towards the end of the show, we talk about the process of getting uh, books published and out to the masses, which is something you don't often hear about. So if you want to check out Jason's podcast, go over to SkepticSmashTalk.com. And Jason, thank you very much for that kind review in iTunes. It does really encourage me, and it helps other people choose this podcast. If you'd like to review the podcast and hear your own podcast mentioned and linked to in the show notes, then please go to OnesPodcast.com and write a review in iTunes or Stitcher, and I will see those automatically because of my MyPodcastReviews.com. I'm really excited that Podcaster Society is finally reopen after some migrating from WooCommerce and complicated membership plugins over there over to MemberPress, which works a lot better for my particular needs with the community. So if you've been waiting to join Podcaster Society and you want more access to reference material, tutorials, you want an ongoing community, you want the encouragement, the support, the accountability, the training, the resources you need to improve the podcast that you have already launched, then Podcaster Society is for you. This isn't going to teach you how to podcast. We're beyond that. In fact, I require that you already have launched a podcast in iTunes before you can join Podcaster Society because we don't want to talk about things like how do you get in iTunes, how do you get an RSS feed, stuff like that. We want to talk about how do you improve? How do you understand your iTunes listing better? How can you make your iTunes listing more engaging? How can you engage more with your audience? How can you grow your podcast? How can you increase your profit from your podcast? All of this in more inside of Podcaster Society. All kinds of great features and benefits there exclusively to members. That's at podcastersociety.com. I'd love for you to be part of Podcaster Society so you can grow your podcast from average to amazing. That's at podcastersociety.com. Here in the United States, Thanksgiving is coming up very soon. So I may take a short break in honor of the holiday. But in the meantime, go over to podcastingdeals.com and sign up for the podcasting deal alerts. This is where I send an email and it is generally one deal per email. So you may get a lot of emails in a day. But the nice thing is that I put the deal in the subject line so you can tell right away whether it's something you're even interested in and quickly delete the email without even opening it if it's a deal that you're not interested in. But that's over at podcastingdeals.com and you can sign up there and say you want deals only from Canada or from the United States or from the United Kingdom. That's a new feature over there. So you can receive only those deals that you can actually get in your country. And with Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, 
this is a big time for deals. So expect a lot of deal alerts. Expect some fantastic deals on microphones, mixers, cameras, accessories, all kinds of things that you might be wanting for your podcast. I've saved a bunch of money in waiting patiently to get things when they've been on sale. And I know many others have gotten tools and resources that they've desperately wanted but couldn't afford until they found the deal. So if you want to save some money or you just want to know what certain deals there are out there, for podcasting resources, then go to podcastingdeals.com to subscribe. It's completely free. It does often use affiliate links, but I also link to things that don't have affiliate links. My main focus is to provide that value, point out to you where you can get great deals on stuff that you may have been wanting for your podcast, or maybe you know someone else who wants that kind of thing. So when you see a deal on a microphone, you might not need it, but you might know someone else who does. So that's over at podcastingdeals.com and expect the frequency of those emails to significantly increase near the end of the year. I'm really looking forward to my episode 300 and I'd love for you to be part of it. Here's how you can do that. Go back and listen to my first episode, theaudacitytopodcast.com slash one. Yeah, number one, episode one. Listen to that first episode and critique that podcaster. Now, that podcaster is completely different from this podcaster that you're hearing today. And I listened to my first episode and wow, did I cringe over certain things I heard and certain things I did back then. And I I thought, I don't know this guy (laughs) that I'm listening to. So if you want to be part of that fun 300th episode, and you'll learn in this process, and I'll be sharing some of the things that I've learned over the years, that's going to be sometime in February because I'll be taking some time off for the birth of my firstborn whom we're currently calling Noodle Baby until we come up with a name. You can send me that feedback through the website at theaudacitytopodcast.com. All of the contact information there and in the show notes for this episode, number 290 at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash habit. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com.